there were several guys in the locker room of a gold club where a phone was lying on one of the benches and suddenly the phone rang and one man he went and picked up the phone and he engages him engaged himself in the with the phone conversation in the hands-free speakerphone mode the woman said she was on the other side of the phone she said hello and he said honey it's me and she said I'm at the mall I found a beautiful coat it is thousand dollars can I buy it he said okay buy it if you like it for that much if you think that it's worth enough you just buy it she said I also stopped by the Mercedes dealership and saw the new model and I saw one and really liked it how much she said $65,000 okay for that price but I want to make sure that there are all the other additional options that are available in that car she said great one more thing the house we went in last year is back in the markets and they are asking only seven fifty thousand dollars he said okay well go ahead buy it but just make an offer for seven forty thousand dollars she said okay I see you later I love you the man said I love you too the man hangs up the men in the locker room they looked at him astonishingly then this man turned and said out loud does anyone know whom this phone belongs to <laughs> we see strange guys in this world let's turn to first Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 to 28 first Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 to 28 For as the body is one and has many members but all the members of the body being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks whether slaves are free and have all been made to drink into one spirit for in fact the body is not one member but many if the foot foot should say because I am not a hand I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body and if the ear should say because I'm not an eye I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body if the whole body were an eye where would be the hearing if the whole were hearing where would be the smelling but now God has set the members each one of them in the body just as he pleased and if they were all one member where would the body be but now indeed there are many members it one body and I cannot say to the hand I have no need of you not again the head to the feet I have no need of you no much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary 
and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable on these were bestow great honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty but our presentable parts have no need but God composed the body having given greater honor to that part which lacks it that there should be no division in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another and if one member suffers all the members suffer with it or if one member is honored all the members rejoice with it 27 now you are the body of Christ and members individually and God has appointed these in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers after that miracles then gifts of healing helps administrations varieties of tongues now in fact first Corinthians chapter 11 the last part of first Corinthians chapter 11 Paul talks about the need of participating in the Holy Communion in the Lord's Supper and he also gives a note of caution there saying that if we take part in the Holy Communion in an unworthy manner we may be punished we may be punished in the next chapter in the very next chapter chapter 12 Paul talks about nine spiritual gifts in the first part. He talks about the nine spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit in the first section of chapter 12. In the second half of chapter 12, he talks about the need of being together in the midst of diversity. The need of being together in the midst of diversity. Then again in chapter 13, it's all about love. He says what is love, what love is all about and love being the greatest of all can never be taken out from our lives. The, the way Paul as he was writing to the Corinthians he was trying to put things in an order in the priority and he's making sure that the important things are sandwiched you know appropriately between chapters. So as we read in 1st Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 to 28 we come across many teachings of Paul the Apostle let's read verse 12 again let's go by verse by verse this morning for as the body is one and has many members but all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ look at the diversity among us now of course we, we know that we are all from different nations like we have India we have Sri Lanka we have Philippines we have Canada we have Ecuador you know we have may, you know I don't know whether some other country maybe some of the African countries too we all come from different countries from different background but even look at our spiritual diversity today you know on Friday after the Alpha session Evan came to me and Evan told me you know he just made a mention of some of the kind of people that we have in the church then I even I thought about it you know what a kind of you know diversity we have in terms of our spiritual you know knowledge and spiritual understanding of God you know some of us were born Christians and some of us uh, you know came from Hinduism you know some of us still try to understand Christianity and even other religions putting together some of us have different style of worship some of us have come from different 
teachings. And there is so much of diversity we see among us in terms of our spiritual uh, ability or spiritual characteristics. Not just physical, even the spiritual characteristics are different. We are a diverse group of members. So we are many, but word of God says, we are many, but we are one body. And who is that body? Jesus Christ himself. That's what the word of God says. We are we being many are one body. So also is Christ. So when we take the bread and we break. And we identify that that bread is represents Lord Jesus Christ. And we say that we become partakers of that one body. And that one body together refers to you and me as a group together. Church and the universal church where we belong to. And of course the body of Jesus Christ, Christ himself. So when we, when, when in, in 1 Corinthians 10... Uh, verse 17 let's read that scripture most of the time we use the scripture uh, during our communion service it says for we though many are one bread and one body for we all partake of that one bread we all partake of that one bread we have a bread in common and as we come together for communion we all take part in that one bread what is the significance of that one bread that one bread refers to Christ Jesus and you and I are members and we are all attached to Christ Jesus and together we are considered as one body verse 13 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks whether slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit this was a revelation for me as I was preparing for the sermon how we different members are united in one body the word of God says that very clearly it says in verse 13 how we are all united how we are all united in one body together first of all it says by one spirit verse 13 says for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body by one spirit and spirit yes capital means it refers to the Holy Spirit by one spirit we are made into one body by the Holy Spirit and how we made how we are made we are all baptized by one spirit we were all baptized into one body we were all baptized we were all fused together we are all immersed into we are all united together as one body by the Spirit so who does that who brings that unity in the midst of diversity who brings that unity even though we are different who does that the spirit of God the spirit of God brings that unity and he puts us together he baptizes together Jews are Greek slaves are free we come from different ethnic backgrounds we come from different cultural backgrounds we come from different nationalities we speak different tongues we come from different tribes but we are made to drink into one spirit that's what the word of God says and have all been made to drink into one spirit so you and me today how we are made into one body by the spirit of God as the spirit of God baptizes us we are made into one body as the spirit of God makes us to drink in the spirit we you and I are made one body 
So who unites us together as one body? The Spirit of God. And how he does that? By making us to drink into one spirit. You know, that makes a difference between a club, being a member of a club, and being a member of a church. And I'm not talking about the the man-made membership here. I'm talking about, you know, united with the presence of God through the Spirit of God. So that makes a difference. In a church, the members are united by baptizing into one body. By making us to drink into that spirit. That brings the unity among you and me today. Jesus said in Acts 1.5. Jesus spoke about John. And of course John spoke about Jesus when he was introducing Jesus to the ministry. Now here in Acts 1.5 Jesus is telling about John. He says, for John truly baptized you with water. But you shall be baptized with this Holy Spirit not many days from now. Baptizing by the Holy Spirit. It refers to the experience the disciples had in the upper room. So how do we made into we are made into one body by the baptism of the Holy Spirit by the baptism of the Holy Spirit as we are baptized as we are made to drink into the spirit we are made as one body you know the unity in the early church came together came when they were all baptized in the upper room when they were all baptized by the Holy Spirit in the upper room they became united the church started growing We see the experience of the thriving church in the early days. It's all because of the Holy Spirit baptism they received. The more we drink in the presence of God, the more we drink in the Spirit of God, the more we are together. You know, when people are gathered together for a time of prayer, the moment they start praying, you see that kind of unity comes. Yesterday morning we had a good time of prayer. We were few of us here, but then we had a good time of prayer. We see, a, you know, the, just a, you know, we see a, the spirit of God is moving. I spoke the same thing. I thought the same thing which Evan spoke. You know, it's a kind of, you know, the move of the Holy Spirit is what we were able to experience. You know, when people are together, when they are united in spirit, when they come together, we see the presence of God moving in the midst of us. Drinking in the spirit is an experience of a Pentecostal believer. I don't know how many of you realize that. What does it mean to say drink in the spirit? Sometime back, long ago, you know, when I was walking into a, into, into, a, into a worship service, there are people slain on the floor by the spirit of God. Trying to understand what's going on there. When I asked, it was told that they are just drinking in the spirit. They are just drinking in the spirit. You know, drinking in the spirit is an experience for you and me. Word of God says, have all been made to drink into one spirit. When the spirit of God fills us, you just drink. You just allow the spirit of God to go through your body. The same way how you allow the water to flow through your body, to cleanse our system, to give all the nourishment that we need to our system. As we allow the presence of God to flow through our body. As we allow the Spirit of God, as we drink in the Spirit, we see the work of the Holy Spirit.
spirit in our lives drinking in the spirit is an experience that you and I need today when spirit of God fills us just we bask in the presence of God the spirit of God flows through our lives and as the spirit flows through our lives we become drunk in the spirit have you seen people who are drunk in the spirit we have seen people who are drunk outside but have we seen people who are drunk in the spirit how many of you have seen people who are drunk in the spirit yes I see hands I see hands we have we, we, we see people who are drunk in the spirit like the same way someone is drunk of wine the same way people are drunk in the Holy Spirit they are not able to get up even they, they you know they are trying to do something but they are totally under the influence of the power of God you know today God wants to bring that experience to you and me why because word of God says in 13 we need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit we need to be made to drink into one spirit let's move on verse 15 verse 15 to 18 word of God talks about how God places different members in the body verse 15 says if the foot say should say because I am not a hand I am not of the body is it therefore not of the body and if the ear should say because I am not an eye I am not of the body is it therefore not of the body God has placed and positioned us in the church the same way different organs of our body is uh, positioned in our body different members what of God talks about different members you know in a human body we see different members of the body we see head hands and leg eyes ears we see all the you know members of our human body and how they are positioned they are positioned in different places the head on top and we see the hands are attached to the shoulder and we see the legs below the waist and we see the eyes and ears are fixed on the face you know how God has made human in a marvelous and wonderful way he positioned different members in our body as he it pleases to him if you can read with me verse 18 verse 18 says but now God has set the members each one of them in the body just as he pleased so just as he pleased God has set the members of our body what does it mean in Romans 12 verses 4 to 5 Romans chapter 12 verses 4 to 5 word of God says for as we have many members in one body Romans 12 4 to 6 for as we have many members in one body but all the members do not have the same function so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another so what word of God is trying to say here is even though we are different members but we don't have same function we all have different function you know who plays the different bodies who plays the different members of a body in the in, in our body in the different positions and gave different functionality to different members of our body who did that God how do we know that verse 18 says so it says it was pleasing for God it was pleasing for God in the body just as he pleased just as he desired just he as he wished he fixed those members in our body in the same way God placed different members in different positions and functions in the church 
God placed different members in different positions in the church. You know, it's very interesting to understand this comparison of the church and the human body today. A greeter who's standing maybe outside and greeting people, he's as important as the pastor. A volunteer who goes around and who picks up people, who gives dry, uh, drive and who picks up people, he or she is as important as the worship leader. Everyone is equally important. That's what the word of God is teaching us today. Everyone is equally important. No one is lower than somebody or no one is higher than somebody. There are equal importance given to the members of our body. The reason, there are different reasons why there, are, there is equal importance given to the members of our body. Like all of us today, it's equal importance why there are different reasons. First of all, they are placed in that position by God. It's not that we try to create that position for ourselves. We are placed in that position by God. He does that. Secondly, their function is important for the function of the body. Every one of our function is important for the function of this church. Thirdly, there are other members who are depending on this member. You know, there is a great dependency. You know, even today morning, some of us would not have come to church if some, some of us would not have gone to pick them up. There is a great dependency. We see one member is depending on another member. And fourthly, God honors such members who do things even behind the scene. You don't see people outside. You don't see people standing and preaching. But the preaching would not happen if someone has not come and does the job, did the job earlier. You know, there are different functions today God has put in the church. And he has placed us today in different areas. And they are, all of us are important. All of us are equally important. Sometimes even all that we can do is just pray. Nothing else we can do. All that we can do probably is just to pray. We may not be able to preach. But you are honored by God. You are honored by God. Sometimes you don't know even how to sing. But we know how to clean the floor. God honors us. God honors us. We don't know how to share the gospel with others. But all that we need, we need we know is we have a driving license. We can drive. We can drive. God honors that. Every one of our activity as when we are as a church together. Everything makes Meaning to the existence of the body of Christ today. Today God is telling us, you and I are so precious in the sight of God. You and I are so important in the sight of God. Every one of us are important. You know, some of us may not be able to handle any responsibility as such. But you know what? You give to the work of God. You give to the work of God. You know, if you don't give the work of, to the work of God, work of God cannot progress. You know, in whatever way you look at, every one of us are important. God has placed such an importance, such a great importance to you and me. We don't see that in the clubs. We don't see that in the other organizations where it's all functioning, you know, by a head or by a committee. But then in the church set up, in the body of Christ, every one of us has our own role to play. Let's go further. As we read, as we read in verse 28, God is telling that I have appointed these individuals in the church. First, apostles. 
Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healings, healths, administration, varieties of tongues. Now there are so many responsibilities. I'm sure all of us will be able to fit ourselves into one thing or other today. I really thank God for that. You know, that's what God expects in us. God expects us to work together in the body of Christ. Let's read verse 21. Verse 21 says, And I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Not again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. Word of God talks about an interdependency of members. Word of God clearly talks about an interdependency of members. I cannot say to the hand that I don't need you. The same way our head cannot say to the feet that I don't need you. We need each other. You know, no one should think that we are so high of someone else and think that we can live alone. We can live all alone. You know, I have come across, I have seen children of God, believers and the ministers of God thinking that they can live alone. They can live alone, but I have also seen their fall. They are not able to live alone. We need people living together. That's the reason God has brought us to this place as a member of the body. You know, I remember when we were in the basement church, sometime when my mom came to that service, she was in wheelchair and she had to be brought down to the basement place where we had the service. Now, if I would have said that, Okay, I don't need anybody's help. I can just carry her all alone. Probably it would not have happened. Now I had to take the help of like brothers like David and Kishan and Prashant, Bini, John, you know, all the others help to get her down in the wheelchair so that she can be part of the service. You know, it's the same thing is applicable in every area in our lives. We need all of us. We need each other to support us, to help us. Today, None of us would like to say that I can do things all alone. I can just stand all alone. God has put us together in such a way that we are attached to the body. And we are also attached with each other. So that word of God as it says, I cannot say that I don't need hands. We need others to grow together. We need others to edify each other. We need others to pray with each other. We need, to, we need others even to make us accountable. We need others even to practice the God-given talents in our lives. You know, every, many times I used to say that this is the right place where we can practice God-given talents. It's the safe place where we can, even if we make mistakes, we are still you know, it's all within us. It's a good place that we can practice God-given abilities, God-given talents as the Lord leads us. God wants us to grow together. God wants us to be united. In March 1981, President Reagan was shot by John Hinckley Jr. And he was hospitalized for several weeks. You know, although Reagan was a uh, executive of the nation at that point of time, his hospitalization had a very little impact on the day-to-day -day activities of United States of America. Government continued as usual, even though he was in the hospital. But on the other hand, suppose the garbage collectors in the nation, if they go on a strike, there is something happened in Philadelphia not long ago. Garbage collectors, they went on a strike. A three-week nationwide strike totally paralyzed 
that city totally paralyzed so who is important the president is important or a garbage collector is important you know we all need we are all important in the presence of God God is reminding us the head cannot say to the feet saying that I don't need you the same way the eyes cannot say to the ears that I don't need you those parts in our body seem to be weaker they seem to be you know we can't just dispense them away we cannot just get rid of them they are important in our body we need each other verse 23 and 24 let's move further verse 23 and 24 word of God talks about and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable on though on these we bestow great honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty but our presentable parts have no need but God composed the body having given greater honor to that part which lacks it think about our body you know if we are conscious about some parts of our body the moment we find that some parts of our body is not presentable you know we tend to take extra care now, some of you know what I'm talking about for example if you think that you know we have squint eyes what do we do we work on the eyebrow right so we, we make sure eyebrow is shaped up properly and we use liners and whatever to make sure our squint eye is not in you know, outwardly seen we just make all the adjustments we are more conscious about our part you know I had another uh, girl a lady working with me she had the same issue and she would turn her eyebrows and such a way that she almost lost her eyebrow finally nothing could be seen there now we become so cautious because of the parts which we feel that they are not presentable they are not presentable another example you know if, if, if we feel that our nose is bent or if it is kind of out of shape or crooked we pierce the nose to make sure you know we just pay enough attention to make sure that nothing is seen outwardly that's what exactly the word of God is talking about here in the same way some of us today we may feel shy we may think that we don't have a you know we don't we are not having a presentable uh, presentable you know figure in in the public but God says God is giving extra honor to you God is giving extra honor to you the other members also need to consider you and give you extra honor that's what I understand from reading this scripture and those members of this body which we think to be less honorable on these we bestow great honor and our unpresentable parts have great modesty but our presentable parts have no need but God composed the body having given greater honor to that part which lacks it what does it mean some of us we feel that weak we are weak maybe we feel that we feel inferior in so many ways but you know what God says I'm going to honor them I'm going to honor them it is exactly in the same line with what Evan was trying to demonstrate today I'm going to honor you I'm going to honor you even though you feel that you, you don't have the ability even though you feel that God I know God has called me but I don't know how to do it I don't know how to get involved in the work of God but God says I'm going to honor you and it is our responsibility as members of this body to honor one another 
verse 25 to 26 that there should be no division in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another and if one member suffers all the members suffer with it or if one member is honored and all the members rejoice with it finally God wants us to be members who are mutually caring who are mutually caring you know if one member suffers the other member suffers with it with him or her we know this very well when our child is sick at home we don't like going out and participating a birthday party of our colleague because we know that one member of our home is sick we don't feel like doing anything our child is so sick when we lost somebody in the family we don't feel like celebrating Christmas at all because we know the pain of it we lost one member of our body God is talking about the same thing in the church we do that in the family because we, we may say that it's all bloodline it's all blood relation but God wants to think about that today in the church as we are attached to one body I believe as we give our lives to God as we are saved as we are washed by his precious blood God wants us to understand we have a blood relationship with each other we are related in our bloodline with each other how through the precious blood of Lord Jesus Christ and God expects us to care for each other God expects us to help each other and to care you know most of the time our flesh says sometime when someone is going through trouble our flesh you know may not allow us to worry about somebody else because we may think that it is their problem but it is not their problem it is our problem too when someone is sick I remember when Prem was sick in the hospital I remember those days uh, my mom was here um, every time we get up she calls me and she checks with me how is Prem now but then we, we call try to reach one of them and try to find out then I was thinking uh, telling my wife it looks like there is something wrong in our family you know everybody is just running trying to find out what's going on what is how is he doing and all those things I expect the same thing in our families too in, in our in our lives too in all of our lives if one member is suffering all the members feel the pain of it if one member is honored all of us join with them and rejoicing all of with them but remember we are brought into this body as members through the baptism of the Holy Spirit as I said we are blood related through the precious blood of Jesus Christ finally to summarize if we need to grow and to build as a body of Christ as a church that God has called us to do we need to be baptized into the same spirit we need to drink in the same spirit we need to drink in the same spirit as I said I'm talking about the experience that the disciples have gone through in the book of Acts in chapter 2 the anointing of the Holy Spirit falling upon them and everybody they started speaking in tongues and they started praising God the unity is brought through the Holy Spirit anointing into our lives if we need to grow as one body if we don't know how to drink in the Spirit of God today we need to know how to drink in the Spirit of God as we allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives as we intake the Spirit of God into our lives we feel that there is oneness we feel there is oneness brought into our lives if we need to be part of one body of Jesus Christ 
we need to come against every spirit that is seeking position every spirit that is trying to control one over the other every spirit that is trying to exalt themselves every spirit that is trying to lower themselves you know we have trouble everywhere today if somebody is trying to exalt we have problem if somebody is trying to lower them beyond the limit we have problem because God has considering uh, God is considering every one of us with equal importance and it is our responsibility to yield to God Lord I am important in your presence in your sight and we need to come against every spirit that is trying to do things by self not depending on others you know God may teach us to the to each and every one of us this morning we need to come against those spirits that are allowing us not to care for others allowing us to think about our problem our struggles always and we need to come against every such spirit we need to come against the spirits every work of the enemy that brings division among us and today which is a need of this time that we need to be together in the presence of God being together brings great power being together brings great deliverance into our lives and through our lives into others lives and I pray that God would do such cleanup in our lives and in our church today so that we will be a church as Paul is expecting as he was writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 12